This is Recruiting Daily's Recruiting Live podcast, where we look at the strategies behind the world's best talent acquisition teams. We talk recruiting, sourcing, and talent acquisition. Each week, we take one overcomplicated topic and break it down so that your three-year-old can understand it. Make sense? Are you ready to take your game to the next level? You're at the right spot. You're now entering the mind of a hustler. Here's your host, William Tincup. Ladies and gentlemen, this is William Tincup, and you're listening to the Recruiting Daily Podcast. Today we have uh, Lisa Dodman on from Unit 4, and we're going to be talking about 20, 2021's predictions on employee experience changes. And so uh, this is obviously uh, a topic that's near and dear to all of our hearts, especially coming out of what we came out of last year. So I can't wait to kind of get Lisa's take on uh, what she's seeing and what she thinks is right around the corner. So without any further ado... Lisa, would you do us a favor, the audience a favor, and introduce both yourself and Unit 4 to folks that don't know either of you? Okay, sure. Thanks. Um, So, hi, I'm Lisa Dordman, Chief People Officer of Unit 4. Um, I've been in the HR arena for 25 years, spending 18 of those in large and mid-sized software organizations. Uh, Unit 4 is an ERP vendor. Uh, And we focus on end-to-end solutions that create an ability to transform the work landscape and, importantly, people feel about it. Fantastic. And uh, where's uh, the headquarters for Unit 4? So headquarters uh, is in uh, the Netherlands, uh, but we have uh, a presence worldwide. Right, 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 right. I was about to say... I think of you. I think of Unit Four as a as a worldwide company. I just I couldn't remember where exactly the headquarters was. If it was London or uh, elsewhere. But without any further ado, let's get into these twenty twenty one kind of your predictions on kind of how the employee EX or employee experience uh, changes and has changed. So let's just start with the top um, <laughs> on. On, I guess somebody told me yesterday this uh, March thirteenth of last year we all went uh, we all went remote so I guess that's an employee <laughs> that's an exchange or a change in the employee experience that certainly was I think we none of us expected that um, <laughs> and you know we look <laughs> we look back now and we're in exactly the same place we were a year ago right um, but I think it's been interesting for so many different reasons and I think if nothing else puts employee experience in perspective then you have to say that that has and I I think what it did was just put that pause on everything and and make you kind of look at how has the world of work changed Um, and I think it's been uh, a good indicator of looking at kind of throwing out the old ways of working that have just gone for forever and and certainly for us, it's brought in this freedom of choice, that greater way of looking at work-life balances uh, and really showcase, and I think every, every employer will be looking at this now, what, what does your workspace look like uh, moving forward? And, and certainly for us, um, that greater way of looking at your customer and employee needs through collaboration, innovation and creativity. So where and how we work 
has now evolved around choice and trust. And I think that's been one of the major um, changes and an and absolute prediction for, for 2021 that we have this kind of workspace and HR come together to create the people experience. You know, it's interesting because you've, you've done this obviously for a while. And so it's, it's interesting that I, I think we learned a lot about ourselves last year in terms of our communication you know, skills, uh, efforts and initiatives around transparency. And also, you know, one, one would have said two or three years ago that HR isn't that flexible. Um, but I think we learned last year that we can be <laughs> We could, we, at gunpoint, we could be extremely flexible. Uh, and uh, I wonder what you, th- you know, in terms of like what goes forward, what do we carry forward from the learns of, of 2020 in, into 2021? Um, I, I think, you know, did I expect to be responsible for coming <laughs> up with a strategy on um, pandemic? I, I, <laughs> You didn't take that class. That that wasn't a. That wasn't a. No, I did. I I didn't. (laughs) Um, Nor did I. No, um, it's certainly a standing joke between myself and our CEO. He he got it wrong when he wrote my objectives for for the year because I don't think he ever thought pandemic, uh, pandemic, uh, pandemic management was part of my objectives. But I think crisis brings opportunity Mm. and. For the HR team, uh, I think we suddenly saw that there were some real specific things that we needed to focus on. Well-being uh, was an absolute uh, center stage moment for for any organisation. And um, you know, you look at how crisis comes along and and turns things upside down. We had to challenge the norms of the past, and um, I think as HR professionals as, and as leaders in the business, showing vulnerability and bringing our whole selves to work uh, so that we be- began to be much more intentional around our actions was um, a really important part of the change in how we looked at things from an HR perspective. I love the I love, love the phrase crisis brings opportunity because it, it does. And, and there's a lot of people that leveraged it. Um, I think last year, by and large, a lot of people were just trying to survive uh, in, 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 the, in the best way that they could to find that as, as we wish. But I think, you know, I don't know if you feel this way or, or not, but it feels like we're a little bit out of just survivor mode. And it looks like, you know, we're looking at growth, maybe, maybe not the growth of 19, but we are looking at growth. How do you, how do you think that employees, how do we refocus ourselves around the employee experience and now think of not just survivor mode, <laughs> but how do we think about growth uh, with our employees and how does that experience kind of play out for you? I think um, that's a really important point, uh, William, because um, what we've seen as we've looked through crisis and looked at um, change and um, stopping doing things the way we always have because pandemic pauses things and and makes you think in a different way also comes along this kind of need to enable people to focus on the what next 
So how do they self-drive their careers? How do they um, put more emphasis around um, the what next? Because there is a what next. We've had a pause, but there's always a what next. And um, we've just launched a learning festival um, for our employees, which are various different opportunities to learn, whether it's personal growth, uh, professional growth, and to get them to start thinking around what's the next step of the journey for them. Where do they go next? And I think that's a really, really important place to now be because um, people are craving opportunity to learn, opportunity to move things forward because we've paused for for so long um, that we now need to innovate, create uh, and and give people that opportunity to strive to be where they want to be next. And so that's been a really important part of the next step of the journey for us. How do we make sure people can be bold, be truly inspired and, and inspirational for those around them? I love it. You've uh, you mentioned uh, the word transform, and I want to kind of dig into that a little bit as it relates to both HR and how HR is transformed, but also how HR plays a much more a richer uh, role in in larger transformation, and again with the backdrop of that, obviously with you know the employee experience being front and center of everyone's mind. But you know your take on transformation, and and especially traditional HR and the way that we've looked historically at HR. How do you think? How do you think transformation should happen uh, in in twenty twenty one? How do we? How should we be approaching transformation? Well, yeah, with one of the intents of, of making a, a richer, better experience for employees. I, I think, um, you know, throughout the journey of Unit 4, we've always been in transformation mode because we've always been looking to aspire to the next level. I think the challenge for any organisation is taking the people on the journey and right. ensuring that information is not seen as something to be feared but it's interesting that you mention about the kind of old world HR traditional um certainly what I've learned is um throughout this last year the people experience has changed so much that the natural next progressive state is to look inward into your HR organization and say does that hat HR really fit with the next part of the journey and how we transform the people environments. And we recognise that. And recently we rebranded. And so we are now called People Success Mm -hmm. uh, because that best fits where we're heading and how we're evolving so that we truly showcase how people drive our business and our culture. So I, I think that's a really important thing when you think about 2021 and the the road ahead, how does your HR organization or your people success organization add commercial benefit, but also value add to enable your employees to strive to achieve the things they want to achieve? And, And that's helped us change our people experience landscape. I love that, and I love the the rebrand as well. It's just it's putting people front and center where where they always have been, uh, but it's it's making it a you know even more of a stark claim to we're going to put them front and center to the business. They're going to be the ones that actually help transform uh, everything that we do, and it's you know it never ends, right? So once you've transformed something, by the end of that transformation, you're probably rethinking and transforming it again or innovating it uh, in a different way. So how, 
how do we empower our people to challenge the status quo or challenge the norm and the way that we've done things? Like how, you know, this is both a personal question, but also how you, you, uh, you, you also, you know, you advise a lot of your clients or, you know, the customers as well. How do you, how do you kind of allow them to let the people, <laughs> their own people challenge the, the things that we've done forever, maybe things that we thought were sacred or whatever, and, and allow them the freedom to then innovate and transform whatever it is that they're transforming. So I, th- I think it's an interesting point because uh, fear of failure is obviously something that right. people kind of, uh, kind of protect themselves from. And I think for us, there are two really standout things. Um, your leadership styles have to change um, mm. because we can say to people, um, it's an environment of trust, but unless your leadership styles change so that they drive with conviction, they show humility and compassion and uh, the art of the possible, it's the first kind of breakdown of, of barriers to give people that sense of, you know, I can speak up, I can uh, be true to myself, I can show my vulnerabilities. Uh, I think the second thing is your company values that they represent the DNA of your business and that they run through everything that that you do. And um, our values run through all parts of our business. We we show them with our customers and they're very simple. People first, choose curiosity, have impact and be genuine. And we reflect that in uh, our recognition programs, the behaviors that we that we seek from our employees uh, all across the business. Um, and it has to resonate. They have to mean something. They can't just be a sticker that you put the business and then expect that all of a sudden uh, everything converts. So those are important. And as a as a stake in the ground in 2019 to kind of change the way we the path we were on. We introduced a work-life balance policy, which is a no cap on vacation um, anywhere in the world. And we did that by design because we were trying to do a a change or a a kind of step change and gear change in how we wanted people to think and and move to this kind of trust environment that is about the contribution you make, uh, not the hours that you do. So this was a really fundamental part of our process of change. You mentioned it, but I want to kind of drill down a little bit on it in terms of recognition. How do you how do you suggest that you know your customers and others and your peers how do they implement um, a recognition program that's that's linked and based on their on their values? Um, so we we have a recognition program that is is linked to our values. It's uh, quarterly driven. It's driven through um, the uh, opportunities of our people to see those values in action. So it's not uh, recommendations from business leaders. It's our employees showing how they showcase our, our values. So recommendations from our people about our people. Uh, and we use those as a framework for a number of different things. So uh, apart from the recognition, it's called Kudos for You, our scheme. But apart from the recognition that that brings, we also link it to our top performers club. So our sales presidents club where employees from all different parts of the business can uh, win places that's driven through our recognition scheme that ties to our values. 
Um, so that's um, that's a big important um, part of the the DNA of our, our business and how we recognise our people. Now, obviously, it's not the only way uh, to recognise people, and I think it does link back to giving your people a voice, um, enabling them to take centre stage, and uh, and we do that through a number of different things as as well. And and the COVID. Um, uh, period of last year uh, and obviously uh, continues to be ongoing has enabled us to introduce things like uh, our inspiration for you podcast where employees can talk about particular themes that resonate for them and, and that's shared across the business so our values really do drive different behaviors and different ways of recognizing our people but it does start with giving them the space to speak up i love that um and and Right to the side of that, I want to talk to and ask you questions about the diversity and inclusion, um, and as it relates to people experience, right? So, um, how do we have a, a richer experience, you know, and a more diverse, inclusive people experience that enables us or kind of fosters a sense of belonging? Uh, how have you seen that, you know, with with what you're doing, but also with with some of your customers? Uh, so I think we we launched our diversity, equity and inclusion uh, strategy um, in uh, 2019. And we've rolled out various different themes, including employee resource groups, so that we have very focused energy around uh, key priorities uh, for, for us as a business. We've also linked um, the way we work and the way we operate with our, um, our talent acquisition or recruitment strategy. Um, and in terms of our customers, you know, I'm finding more and more that I'm speaking to uh, to customers about our journey. Um, so when we sell HCM technologies is one of our um, uh, solutions. But when we look at our ERP strategy right across the piece, um, it's important that we're able to showcase how we use our technology internally to drive our employee experiences. Um, and that's been an important part. And we've also, during times of pandemic, we, we rolled out uh, Fit For You, which is, was a um, mental health and um, well-being, uh, various initiatives focusing on uh, um, mind uh, and body. Um, and we put those initiatives in place to support our employees, but we also started to roll out those uh, experiences for our customers as well through Community For You, which is our customer platform, so that we were not only taking our people on the journey, but we were taking our customers' people on the journey of um, thinking about what matters most. I love this. Okay, so I know when people listen to this show, they're going to have the question, you know, in the back of their mind of, how do I know, uh, as, as an HR or TA leader, how do I know that I'm getting the, the candidate experience or people experience right? And, you know, obviously the, the flip of that is how do I know if I'm getting it wrong? Uh, but how do, how do you know that you're getting the people experience right? Um, I think one thing that uh, we all need to probably do better is listen. Um, and I think, yeah, um, as an organisation, we've we've um, we've got better at listening. Uh, and I think no business could ever say they're perfect at everything. Um, but we certainly have um, 
we've looked at our end-to-end hire-to-retire strategies. We've introduced uh, an alumni um, community so that when people leave us, we keep them within within our community. And we've recognised that um, it's important to take those moments of, of success, celebrate them, um, but also where you do have challenges, because you always will listen to your people and actually do something about it. Um, so that's, if you look at uh, our performance in the last year, our Glassdoor rating has gone from 3.5 to 4.1 in less than 12 months. Now, obviously, that's great, but that's not the end of the story. That's not the end of the journey. You have to continue to listen. You have to continue to observe. Um, and there's so much still to do. So from a HR perspective, the day should never be over. There's always more to accelerate the type of company you are, more to do to create those opportunities for success and navigate a, a sea change. And that requires everyone to be focused on um, the future state and, and constantly evolve and create opportunities for your people to be successful. Um, I think what... Uh, a uh, kind of a contact of mine had said to me before that um, the sign of a good leader is someone that um, enables their people to uh, take the praise, but when things go wrong, that that leader takes the 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 hit for the the things that go wrong rather than spotlight on their people, and and so creating that environment for success and vulnerability and an opportunity to showcase what great looks like is is really important for all of us, but specifically elevates your people experience. I love that. Everything in that answer I love. I'm about to dissect some of them from a uh, post-call. How do you, last question, um, for for the C-suite and the board members that might maybe are a little bit late to the table in terms of people experience, how do you how do we get them to invest time money and energy into making the people experience better like how do we how do we get them over and you've dealt with this in your past uh, at points how do you get them over that intellectual and emotional hump of why it's important uh, i think you know as, as we all know um having hr at the table makes a big difference to your people experience so uh, we very much focus on people science analytics um, hmm. for our board, taking them on the journey of all aspects of our people experience. Um, we, our strap line is in business for people. So if we say we're in business for people, we better showcase why we're in business for people. Uh, and so, you know, for me, um, it's about taking our board uh, on, on the journey. So, how do we make a difference? How do we showcase what good looks like? And so that's through a number of different things, whether it's through our hiring strategy, um, our diversity uh, and um, uh, equity and inclusion strategy, through our employee engagement. Uh, we, we track employee engagement. Our technology um, enables people to have weekly posting. So through, through app technology, they get questions that come through to their phones on various different things around our values. And we track that on a functional basis so that we can see where we have some challenges, where we're doing particularly well. And, 
And that's been an important part of our strategy, focusing on employee engagement um, and enabling that to drive through a number of different elements of our wider people experience strategy through from talent through to uh, our people development portfolio, which focuses on very specific learning opportunities around our global uh, business strategy. I love it. I could talk to you all day, uh, but unfortunately, I'm sure you've got other things that you have to do. <laughs> so, <laughs> well, it's been Lisa, a pleasure talking to you. It has been an absolute pleasure, Lisa. Thank you so much, and thanks for carving out time for uh, for me and for our listeners. And uh, and also thanks for the the folks that listen to the Recruiting Daily podcast. And until next time, thanks, Lisa. You've been listening to the Recruiting Live podcast by Recruiting Daily. Check out the latest industry podcasts, webinars, articles, and news at recruitingdaily.com.